Hello, Hello. and welcome to the Tony Awards. Tony within Jennifer Lopez. The podcast where we go through the select filmography of underrated actresses. Today we're continuing our J-Lo mini-series with Mix Brandon Sargent. (laughs) Hello. And Mr. Keegan Lynch. Hey there. And today we're talking about Monster-in-Law, released in 2005, written by Anya Kochoff, directed by Robert Lukatik, who also directed Legally Blonde. Uh, and it's about J-Lo, who gets engaged to a boring man, and his mom hates her because she's a temp. And she's Jane Fonda. And she, I, I mean, Jane Fonda can hate me if she wants. You know what I mean? If Jane Fonda hated me, I think that I would cry. Right. Well, this is notably, for some reason, her first film in 15 years. Yeah. Was that her blacklisting moment? Do we we know? From her war? From her war. Her war crimes? Yeah. I don't even remember. I I don't remember when she was anti-war, but. Mm, Probably um, Vietnam, right? Yeah. So I don't think it would have been. There was that whole scandal of her, like, writing a note. Or getting a note from like a prisoner or something. Do you guys know about that? Did she get married to someone who was a prisoner? Well, I really to, should we'll have, have Googled some... this beforehand. My okay. mom will tell I us. I remember she was like hated and I thought it was for something more recent than Vietnam. But I could be wrong. Yeah. I'm looking up her it, career page. Now on she's IMDb. climate girl. She's best friends with Greta. But what's interesting, I, I also thought it was she... She kind of looked amazing. Amazing as always. He can turn around and read the Wikipedia. Oh, well. In 1991, after three decades in film, Fonda announced her retirement from the film industry. So she'd been acting since the 60s. And then she did a movie called Stanley and Iris with Robert De Niro. And uh, everybody hated it. So she was like, all right, I'm done. And oh, then, but she was blacklisted before that. So this wasn't related to that. Yeah. Okay. During the Vietnam War. Yeah. That but makes sense. I think an interesting choice for her return was this movie. Yeah. Well, I read on IMDb <laughs> that she knew it was a bad script, but Jennifer Lopez was already attached. So she did it because she knew that J-Lo would be a box office draw. T. Interesting. Yeah. Also, she was a draw for this. I think they both, I think Jane is clearly the MVP of this movie. Definitely. Wanda Sykes. Oh, Oh, no, but the problem with Wanda Sykes in this movie is that that role, she was great, but I think the problem is is they're like, those characters are so codependent. Like, they don't let, they never let Jane's character be alone. Yeah. Doing stuff. Like, Wanda has to be giving the little, like, one-liners off to the Mm -hmm. side. I don't know. It was fine. Yeah. But I could see literally any combination of people playing these parts like they're very not mm-hmm. specific yeah i mean i would love a prequel of mm. wanda and jane and like yes. i want to know why well and elaine stretch i want to know why wanda stays mm-hmm. with her yeah so keegan you've requested this movie i when did you heard that we were doing j-lo why is that well first of all i think this was a brilliant choice for jane um to you know return to the okay. silver screen after that hiatus which i i choose to believe that was she chose that you know she is the titular role you know blacklist oh, yeah, I, don't, I don't buy that you know i think she was just turning everyone down the whole time <laughs> yeah fake news definitely. yeah um but you know i 
I watched this movie years ago, probably not too long after it came out, and I remember thinking it was pretty good, pretty decent. And then I watched it the other night, and I was I was blown away. <laughs> it was it was way better than I remembered. All right. Um, did you see it in theaters? The I, first time I did not. You get it from Blockbuster. I think I. Yeah. I think I saw it in theaters. When you were ten. Yeah. Wow. Fun. I loved it. I saw it with Danielle, I assume. And we watched it a lot. When we started it like, last I'm night, bring my eight-year-old Jake was like, and my 10-year-old to monster. Jake was like, oh, <laughs> I hope it's good. And I was like, it is. I've seen it many times. <laughs> he was like, many times? I have. I never saw it. Yeah, I only I saw a lot of posters for this movie. Oh, I think great marketing! The marketing budget was probably half the studio's budget, oh, or for more, the because I, I I actually like when I heard it when I realized we were doing this movie, like instantly posters just came into my yeah. Mind. No, I knew exactly what the poster like, was. Like. If you were at a mall in two thousand five, you could not get away from this. Yeah. movie. this was imprinted on your mm-hmm. mind. Well, J Lo was. So massive at the time. JLo is, yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts on JLo as a celebrity kick-in? Well, I'd, first of all, I'd like to say that she is, in my opinion, gorgeous in this movie. Um, yes. JLo? Yeah. One of the most historically <laughs> ugly women of all time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying this was like the golden era of JLo. Mm. You know, she obviously she's still gorgeous. Congrats to her and her and Ben. Um, Benifer, yeah. Right. Benifer two. But Benifer like, three? I, like this in my mind, this was like the golden era mm-hmm. um, of J Lo and maybe even of of Jane as well. Well, she's clearly still gorgeous because did everyone see the headline from two days ago? Jennifer Lopez drops a tasteful nude mm-hmm. for her fifty third birthday. Wow! Not everybody can do that. I no. wish that was wow, me. Good for her. It will be. Hopefully, I'm hoping to make enough money one day to uh, get Botox for the thing under my chin. The thing? Yeah, you know the like the skin. <laughs> I want to do that too. Oh, yeah. we should go thing. together. Mm-hmm. The thing. I want a, I want a jawline. I just noticed I had crow's feet the other day. Oh, I don't even know what those are. I don't oh, smoke. those are like the the around your eyes. They're either from laughing or smoking. Like, okay. I don't smoke, so I don't know. And speaking of speaking of Botox, Jane Fonda somehow because I'm a Grace and Frankie fan, mm-hmm. and she she like somehow looked older mm-hmm. in this yeah. movie than she does in she Grace looks and Frankie. Great nowadays. She does. I, I was thinking the exact same thing, especially in the first 15 minutes of the movie. Um, I I don't know. I, I, maybe it was like when she was employed. You know, they kind of Jane, had her. Yeah. They like, kind of had her disheveled a little bit. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But, you know. The wig was terrible. The wig maybe, was awful. Maybe it was. A, I don't know if it was her real hair or not, but it was terrible. Right. The cockatoo moment. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that was good. But, yeah, at the beginning, I was like, damn, she looks better on Grace and Frankie. <laughs> I also, and when she's giving Parasite the Best Picture Oscar. Well, she looks great. <laughs> I mean, iconic. Um, she. What was I going to say? Oh, I I thought that there were a lot of parallels actually between Grace and. Uh, That's what you were saying, Brandon. Yeah, it's a very similar character. Old lady who's a type A. And well, martinis. <laughs> oh, I mean the thing oh, is, yeah, during Grace and right. Frankie, classic character trait. Grace and Frankie, you can't like you often forget that she's in her eighties. Because she looks the same okay. age as this character in this movie. Yeah. Who is clearly not in her. Like, she's probably, what, 60s? Mid-60s, yeah. Um, but yeah, martinis, wealth. That's all you need to know about Fonda. Grace. Fonda. <laughs> also, her character, uh, Viola, mentioned being pro-choice. 
That's yeah, right. She's a pro-choice icon. Uh-huh. She mentions a... A, abortion in Roe v. Wade at least three times. Oh, I only counted the ones. She's funny because she's rich. Well, she mentions Roe v. Wade and then she mentions abortion okay. like twice as like something she loves. Not loves, <laughs> but like, you know, an option. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she was what like our parents talk about back in the day when Republicans were nice because she's like rich, mm. but not a Republican. Well, she's in, she's in the industry. Yeah, I think she's like an establishment Democrat. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's a white feminist. She wears pantsuits. Yeah. Right, like a Pelosi. She's a Pelosi? A Barbara yeah. Walters. Nancy Pelosi's type. boobs look so good. Did you guys see that picture? Yeah, yeah you texted me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, Thank you again. You're welcome. Um, should we get into the plot? Yeah. Um, so it opens with J Lo as a gig worker living a temp. Uh she's a dog walker, she's a temp, occasional cater waiter. She's, For her friend who has a catering company. Yeah. She's BFF with gay Adam Scott, who lives across the hall. Iconic. Iconic. He's so good in this. I'm honestly so impressed with him because normally, you know, I hate gay people. I mean, being straight people. By straight playing, people. Yeah, yeah. But this is 2005 and it was Adam Scott before he was famous. Exactly. So it's like, go off. And it's also, he's not even like, quote unquote, acting gay. Right. He's acting you know? like right. me in middle school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And there was, I really, I thought that he was straight for the first like two thirds mm-hmm. of the movie because there was a moment where he has like, he he mentioned something about being secure in his sexuality, yeah. which only like, oh, straight, straight people friend. ever yeah. say. And then near the end, he was like, he, he was like touching J-Lo on the cheek or something and calling her stunning. And I was like, oh, is he Wait, gay? Wait, you didn't realize till the end that he was gay? No. <laughs> I, I didn't either. Well, I did. Well, but you had seen it before. Yeah, so but I, I don't even think of, I picked up on it when I saw that. Well, it was because when he started, when he wore, when he tried on Jane Fonda's clothes is when I knew. But no, but like yeah. he, he makes so many points about being gay in the first like 10 minutes. And then you were like, so is he straight or what? And I was like, uh, no. But they were all coded in like that no, time the thing period is, effective way I where think it's like why, yeah, secure. I, I couldn't know. figure out if he was dating her other friend mm. or not. Um, and then when he tried on Jane Fonda's clothes, I was like, oh, is he going to come out as a trans woman at the end of this? <laughs> oh, if on. only. Wait if 15 only. years. Sam. He's just a gay dude. <laughs> no, but I think the reason I guess that that kind of made his performance so non-problematic is because I feel like the writers gave him such horrible. Yeah. Like gay things to say. Mm-hmm. But he like made it work. Yeah, as like he didn't make it like a, a he caricature. It he played it like, off. He did, yeah, he took all those like horrible lines that were supposed to be kind of there making were a fun lot of gay yeah. jokes. There were so movie. many gay jokes, were. but it was very like 2005. Like, like it was very... Jane Fonda and Jennifer Lopez. So like obviously the audience wasn't all going to be straight. Oh, that's true. I didn't think yeah. about that. It was just for the moms and the gays, mm-hmm. the moms and their gay sons. Honestly, the key demographics for anything. Even now. Everything. Yeah. That poster is just a couple of hags when you think about it. <laughs> that poster. <laughs> oh, mom. Let's go see this movie. Mm-hmm. Let's- uh, Roger Ebert had a scathing review of mm-hmm. this movie where he, the whole first paragraph was like, I'm going to tell you what we're not going to do. It was like a tweet. It was like, when you take Jane Fonda back onto the silver screen after 15 years, what you're not going to do is make her character a horrible caricature of momism. 
And I was momism. Like, yeah. I read that too. And I was like, um, what is momism? It's called monster in law. Yeah. Yeah. Did you think it was like going to be an Oscar bait? He role? thought it was going to be about Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> also, and the monster, as and the lead, monster yeah. is America. Mm, acting actually, by the quote unquote law. It's actually um, uh, an allegory mm-hmm. for Vietnam, the whole film. Oh my uh, God. Yeah. I noticed that. I love an allegory. <laughs> well, you were around, right, Keegan? <laughs> you know, every time, it seems like every time I come on this podcast, we're we're spending a lot of time talking about my age. Did you yeah. know that I'm ageist? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Guys, I just found out. We just had a, oh. Tizel and I had to tell JK who's ageist the other day. <laughs> no, it's because, no, it's not to you, Geekin, because I see you as. Yeah, age-less. we see you as, a, as, as, a, as somebody, as a 20-something. Jake is age <laughs> To our studio audience, Keegan is 75 years old. <laughs> Here we go. When the movie dated started, Jane Fonda when she was in Barbara. <laughs> when the movie started, I was like, oh my gosh, I, f- I didn't even think about this. This is such a good movie for you to watch right now on your journey. Or it's ageistness. Ageistness. What did you do that was ages? Brandon has like really young coworkers and I was just 20, I keep being like. 20 to 22. I keep being like, oh, you guys have time to figure it out. <laughs> oh. And you have calling them 12. Well, <laughs> 20 call, year olds and 12 year olds are the same. Thing. I call but myself then, 12. But then we leave from my job and go to his job and his and Mark, our favorite bartender and, and his 40, coworker. 41. The second we get there, he says something. Jake's talking to him about something. And he was like, wow, everything you said to me so far has been so ageist. <laughs> and I was like, "Uh oh, I said that to Mark. It's the theme of the night. No, Mark said that to you. <gasps> oh, I forgot. Oh, I blacked out because I'm young. Um, wow. so um, what, what age range is safe from your age? Only 27. Okay. okay. Only his age. No, like 20, 27, 25 to 28. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I hope all your viewers, I mean, listeners are in that range. Listen, we're all millennials. Yeah. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I'm Gen Z. Jake wants, Jake wants to be a zoomer. No, I'm Gen Z millennial cusp. I'm only millennial, no, you're in my not. opinion. Well, Tony says that I'm a Gen Z millennial cusp, but that's just because he's, he's ages ancient. towards you. Yeah. Are you just call your boyfriend ancient? Yeah. <laughs> How old is he? I thought you thirty-two. Were, I thought you were saying <laughs> first when you said Tony, I thought it was Tony Bolt. Tony oh Collette. And then I thought it was Tony Collette. <laughs> Same. <laughs> you Gen Z baby cusp. <laughs> Face it. There's so many Tonys in our lives. I know. Too many Tonys. That's your next podcast. I also think this movie was a commentary not only on Vietnam, but capitalism. Mm. Because why does J-Lo have literally 11 jobs? Because it wasn't not only the ones on screen, but then they're like, she's like, I also teach yoga. Yeah. I do this. And she's an artist. Oh, yeah. In that one scene. Both 2D and 3D art. I think I think I saw pottery something going on. She was giving me big time Kirk from Gilmore Girls. Um, <laughs> I thought just hundred percent, like a million jobs. I wondered though if like J Lo made a choice for it to be like an exciting and fun thing that she had eleven jobs, or if in the script it could have been played that she was like exhausted because well, yeah, she was not exhausted. She was so she was excited. like yes, I'm yeah. J Lo. Until Jane Fonda put her through sleep deprivation. Oh, yeah. Guantanamo Bay tactics. I'm sorry. You're you have 11 jobs and you're worried about an old lady like 
just keeping you awake. At Sorry, night. what did you call her? <laughs> wow. The ageism oh is God. crazy. The it's bigotry. Re- it's running out. It's, I'm just throwing up. The ageism. discrimination. Listen, I give everybody permission to be ageist towards me when I'm like upwards of yeah. 60. But not before then. If I, once I reach a certain age... If I piss myself like once, just take me out back and put a bullet in my head. That's what my mom okay. says. My mom, my mom, <laughs> since I was, my, since I was like literally like seven years old, my mom oh my has God. told us that we have to contact her, her coworker who has diabetes. Yeah. And she's Dang. going to insert insulin into her veins when she's no longer wants oh to be alive. Oh my God. And we have to be there to support the second she like can't go to the bathroom on her own. Well, That's but so funny. what are all those commercials for bladder leaks that they show during the view? Like, yeah, well, that happens after you give birth, which is why I'm not going to do that. Uh, and like, bladder leaks aren't the same as like pitting yourself. Yeah, shitting yourself and having to have someone yeah. wipe your ass. Bladder leaks is just <laughs> like when you have kids and then you laugh and a little bit of pee comes but out. But what about when your wife wins a Grammy and then you're blackout drunk and you get up on stage with her and then you pee yourself in front of the national oh. audience? Wait, who was Ooh. that? Jackson Maine. <laughs> from, uh, from A Star Is Born. That was the bladder leak scene around I was really the pretending world. that I... yourself in the garage. That's what you do. I was really pretending that I recognized that name as like a real person. I was like, oh yeah, that's like the front man of a band, right? Maybe it's time that the old... Is Lady Gaga an underrated actress? No. Come on. She's literally not. Explain. Every movie she's ever been in has gotten Oscar buzz. Yeah, but people don't necessarily like her acting. I think they do. She's I, been in two movies. You're right. I'll chill. Yeah. <laughs> and American Horror Story. Oh. And uh, that one movie with uh, Danny Trejo. And an episode of The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. And The Hills. Oh, right. I yeah. saw that. As herself. Mm-hmm. I should probably finish The Sopranos. No. I'm in, like, season two. But you that's what you do, though. You watch, you watch two seasons of the best shows of all time, and you're like, eh. Yeah. I still don't know what happens at the end of Breaking Bad. Do you want me to tell you? <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Well, I You're know that. You're not going to watch. I've been begging you for years. But well, there's always a chance I okay. will. I know that. Okay. Well, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did you just, did you not even say a word? I did. Oh, I thought you just looked yeah. at her and she was like, <laughs> I know that happens. That's, that's genuinely. That, that's all you need. Yeah, the two people who die at the end are, is all I know. Two? Yeah, wait. Hank and Walt. Oh, I forgot he died. Well, there we go. <laughs> Sorry, guys. There we go. It's fine. The, only, the only reason I wanted to watch that show in the first place was for Kristen Ritter, and I found out oh, she dies. Yeah. Well, guess what? She's such a She's minor character. She's the face of Breaking Bad. She is not the face of Breaking Bad. <laughs> She's a recurring role in one season. Um, no, but she's phenomenal. She is phenomenal. Yeah. She's phenomenal. Remember when you she were... put that show on the map? She <laughs> she should have played J Lo's friend in this. Yeah. Well, who the fuck is that girl? She looks like the goth friend from Freaky Friday. Every every movie has a goth friend. Yes. Why is the goth friend not the lead ever? She there was kind of a goth friend in this movie, the caterer. That's what we were talking yeah. about. Oh, she, we were saying Kristen Ritter should have played her. Oh. You're Oscar. Like, it would have been great. Out. Oscar, Oscar nom. She would have got Kristen Ritter for Monster in Law. Yeah. Um, um, I think that there's a hidden 
dark, dark narrative in this Ooh. movie. I would like to make a gritty reboot of it. <gasps> okay. As a horror. HBO Max. Yes. Limited series. As Jane Fonda trying to get J-Lo to leave her son because she suspects that he is going to kill her like he has with all of his past wives. Because <gasps> think about mom it. mom still supports him. They move in after a few months of dating. <sighs> And then he proposes to her right after in yeah, front of his mom. Yeah, the timeline is so fucked. You were saying that. The timeline is so fucked up. And that's why I was on Jane Fonda's side for the whole like first half of I the mean, movie. She shouldn't have tried to kill her. Definitely not. But that was uh, that was the fake psychiatrist's fault for bringing the gravy. Uh, that do- was Dr. a mis- Chamberlain. Dr. Chamberlain is such a gag. Like, <laughs> How do you orchestrate something <laughs> like that? We needed to see Adam Scott kissing Dr. Chamberlain. We really did. Okay, fun fact. Did you know that Dr. Paul Chamberlain was played by Stephen Dunham, first cousin to Lena Dunham? No. <gasps> no. Are you oh sure? He looks it up. I just made that up, but that is, that is, wow. his, that is his name, though. <laughs> what about Jeff Dunham, the puppeteer? Well, I mean- are they related? They're all. Big I think they're all related. All the Dunhams. It's they're a big conglomerate. Hollywood family. Being the Dunhams. That's a good. Movie. Sorry to let you down like that. Yeah. That was. But, you did not need to do that. So. But it, it, his name is Stephen Dunham. So maybe they are related. Probably. The doctor also stalks J Lo in the beginning. He's a PI a slash, wi- slash slash server surgeon. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, when he shows up on the beach. Mm-hmm. With two coffees, and he's like, "You didn't answer oh, my the phone doctor. call." Yeah. Oh, and then this is just a moment of like either bad acting or the actor paraphrasing the task text poorly. J Lo says, "I'm not sure you why you called text. me. I'm a woman." And the doctor goes, "I know, and I love that fact about you." Yes, I love that. So, well, we do need to go back a little bit because I feel like we yeah. we're even more so, muddled than usual here. Okay. Yeah. So she so she meets him at a party. She sees him so many times. Yeah. First. But her ex tells her that he's gay, so no, that she won't go ex. for it. Oh yeah, his ex. <laughs> her ex, Adam Scott, who's mm-hmm. gay. No, yeah. That'd be funny. Yeah. Um, why can't he be bi? Exactly. It's two thousand five. But Fiona. Why. Well, I was bi in two thousand five. <laughs> <laughs> not really. You were nine. <laughs> I was ten. Um, sorry, sorry, Sam. Keep going. Yeah, well, oh, well, that was my entire oh. point. I just think that he was love bombing her, and that oh, he... explain that term to me because I'm hearing all the Zoomers saying it on. TikTok. Yeah, so okay, so according to Zoomers on TikTok, love bombing is when you're nice to somebody, but oh, shit. in real life, love bombing is when you overwhelm the person that you're trying to date or whatever with like extreme gestures of affection mm. like said like sending way too many flowers to their house or like bombarding them with texts yeah. you know just stuff that's like very over the top the sort of thing where like you've been dating a month not like a month but when you've been dating for a very very short time and they try to make like, big moves very quickly like they say i love you very early they try to get you to move in with them very early they try to get you to marry them very early which then um so he does once love it, bomb her in this movie. yeah so He's love bombing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's instant attraction. Like, yeah. To your theory about the reboot that you could make, like that all, the whole beginning doesn't have to change. Exactly. Yeah, like he's lot. literally there everywhere she goes. Mm-hmm. And then he stalks her on the beach and brings two cups yeah. of coffee. And it's like, yeah. if if someone did that. I'd be freaked out. That would be so Wait, scary. I would call the police. 
the, go- well, the reboot could be even better because it could be the entire movie like as is. Mm-hmm. But then the then the mom realizes at the end after they've made up that her son is actually evil. Oh. And then she tries to save her and she's like, yeah. we've already been through this mother-in-law. Yes. There also yeah. could be, <clears throat> there. there was also, there could be another spinoff, like kind of like, Patricia Arquette and the act, the act slash Sarah Paulson's maybe not Munchausen's mm. by proxy, but like she kind of seemed like at the beginning, it's weird why she's so upset. Mm-hmm. Like maybe like I was like, she's is she in, in love, love with her son? Oh, that's not yeah. Munchausen's. No, <laughs> but it could, we could have all of it. Mm. There's, there have, is something very incestuous about Munchausen. And they do kiss oh. on the lips. Yeah. At the beginning. Mm. He has lipstick on. Um, and J-Lo has to well, tell her fiancé. Your lips. Definitely keep the proposal the exact same for the horror reboot, I would yeah. say. Don't. They were going to make it a that. TV show, I, I saw. But Ew. it was canceled, yeah. Oh, that would have been fun. But not with the, I'm sure like, not with the cast. So. Kind of like Desperate oh, yeah. Housewives mm. vibe. <gasps> what was, um? oh my God, uh, Kyle MacLachlan's mom on that show? Psychotic drummer. And um, Felicia Tillman. Yeah. From Desperate Housewives was name? in the movie, right? Harriet Sansom Harris, legend. Was in Monster in Law. Yes, she was in this movie. What did she play? I don't remember. I can't remember. No. She was in it, though. Um, legend of cameos. Yeah. At the beginning of this movie, Jane Fonda gets unceremoniously let go from her uh, TV She's like Barbara Walters or something. Thing. Yeah. And then I, I don't know why... After that, it's like her career is just over. Well, she goes to rehab because she, she goes attacks to rehab. a Britney Spears yeah. uh, analog. Mm-hmm. And then she there's know just about voting or something. And then there's just like nothing left for her after that. I'm like, you could definitely get like a column in the Atlantic. Not in 2005. Yeah. Yeah. She has so much celebrity. Old women were not allowed to work. She could she could definitely write for like the New York Don't Times. Look at me or like that. <laughs> no, I'm talking Barbara Walters did pave the way. Yeah. But I feel like that was like kind of what she was supposed to, who yeah. she was supposed to be. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. like that was her one show for so many years. Like she could have capitalized off of True. her fame. But she was like, Yeah, I'm done. Everything's over. Yeah. She puts it all on her son. Not that it really mattered, like her house was opulent. Ab- absurd. Yeah, I love very Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She hosts a um, party to intimidate J Lo, inviting all her wealthy, famous friends. She's wearing a sari and a turban. That was fun. Mm -hmm. And then J Lo, remember J Lo's uh, butt in that that dress she gave her. Why is it that every fucking J Lo movie there has to be a line where like they talk about her butt? Or like her, her butt plays a major role in like every movie that we've seen. The cell, there was that like lingering close up on her ass. It's subliminal advertising. It's in Made in Manhattan, needs, it's probably in her. Contract. She gets a magazine stuck on her ass and like takes it off flirtatiously. Her ass was the most, the biggest ass in America. For Everybody was 10 years. obsessed with her ass until Kim Kardashian came along. Mm-hmm. Man, Kim Kardashian, noted woman of color. The giant, uh, mm-hmm. right? She yeah. appropriated it, right? Ass um. culture is so interesting now. Is anyone even talking about? J-Lo's I feel like every t- every ten years, the culture just decides 
which body parts they're mm-hmm. into on a woman. I wonder now. what the next one will be. Her brain. Shoulders. Her mind. <laughs> Armpits. Her shoulder. Her clavicle. Mm. You like I will wear say an that outfit with one clavicle exposed. The mm-hmm. tiny. Hot. The, her having a huge party, like that lavish, with so many people. And then her the prank Jane Fonda decided to pull was give her a dress that was just too small. Yeah. I thought that was a little out of character yeah. for it didn't like, make sense. How does she know? She's also. so malicious. Yeah, it just first wasn't all, low key. M- multiple, it was too low key. Multiple times dresses were given that were no one ever measured. Mm. Like in the movie, and they yeah. yeah, they just were like the bridesmaid's oh, dress. Yeah. And then yeah. like that dress she just knew it would be just this much too small. But it's like you're gonna have all those celebrities over your house to try to embarrass Jennifer Lopez and you're like I want to give her a dress that makes her butt look amazing. That's also <laughs> a weird plan in general because she's also like embarrassing her son. Yeah. Which she wouldn't want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he didn't even care. Also, JLo didn't care that he was kissing his ex either. They thought about it. Barely. And then he goes, you know what? It's just me and you. <laughs> yeah, they barely talked about it. And that. she's like, I'm going to change. <laughs> like, she, he never was like, she literally I'm like, are you like super face. evolved and progressive or are you just dumb as fuck? Yeah. No, she's dumb as fuck in this movie. And the movie just really didn't focus on the love story, which no, you know, which is I, weird because it I was starts that it. way. Yeah, the title's the only thing keeping you from being like, "Oh, this movie is not about what this is about." For the first like fifteen minutes, right? Like, also, it's, like it's not really I, a rom com. I feel like watching it for like whatever time that was watching it, I knew like a lot of the the weirdness of the plot just didn't matter because I knew where it got to. Yeah. But I feel like it was just. They were like, okay, I think it'd be really funny if Jane Fonda was a crazy mother-in-law and it's J-Lo receiving the craziness. And then they just were like, let's get there somehow. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. they did, but it was kind of random. Like, I didn't really get... All of a sudden, they're just, like, having a prank war. And you don't really... A prank war is so... <sighs> A prank war? Wait, when was the prank a war? A prank war. When was the prank war? The whole to film. Man, to oh. manip- <laughs> the third act. To sabotage your son's engagement with a prank war. Well, okay. It's so, very the war with grandpa. But when JLo found out and And then she starts fighting back. That so was, good. Well, she basically kills her. She roofies her. <laughs> What's everyone's True. favorite prank? <laughs> okay, I have to the think about that. Attempted murder, probably with the tree <laughs> yeah. nuts. The tree nuts. Okay, has she not seen Hereditary? Like, <laughs> I oh, I liked beating her up in bed. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, when Jay, when Jane Fonda literally asked her to sleep with her because she's afraid <laughs> or something, and literally just. Punches her in the face like eight times. There's so much violence. They beat each other. Well, I like the fantasy fantasy violence when she's She's smashing her head into JLo's head into the cake. That was beautiful. (laughs) And then JLo, what was the? She hits her with the front. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) I just hit the microphone. I'm sorry, Connor. It's fine, right? Oh yeah. I hope the sound is just like. (laughs) About when she has those like really long nails. And is oh. wearing that crazy outfit. And they're like the on her Obama. armpit. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, what do you think of my outfit? She's oh like, I got God. the turban from the Dalai Lama. So and the robe from <laughs> Mao. 
Chairman Mao, Chairman and, and Mao. also the finger the fingernails go with the robe. Is Jane Fonda's character a Maoist Leninist? Oh, in this I, movie? well, yeah, she's pro-choice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then they have an actual actual fist fight at the end of the movie, or a slap the fight. Slap yeah, fight. the slap fight. It's pretty good. I think it that was the audience going, "Yeah, beat her up, beat her up, mm-hmm. mother-in-law, yeah." Yeah. It, right? <laughs> the yeah. slaps were really, really intense. Yeah, they hit they each were. other for real, also. I read what? on IMDb. Yeah, they serious? were really hitting each other. Oh my God. Now, wow. those sound effects were definitely added in, though. Probably, but they were, yeah, they probably were just like, uh, but. They also wow. did the Foley effects. They had JLo and Jane Fonda come to the Foley studio and just like hit each other again uh-huh. to rec- pick uh-huh. it up. I think this was definitely one of the most violent films of the. Early two thousands, I would say. <laughs> Definitely, I thought it would. Have you seen was... Mean Girls? I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Every time we record Drag Race, and like open it up, it's Regina George again. Oh no, it's those girls getting run over by the bus. Yeah, the new plastics. Do all the new plastics get run over in, by a bus? It's, a, in it's mean the last. Girls it's too? the last second. No, it's the last second of the movie. It goes. Oh. It's fantasy violence, and then oh. Lindsay goes. Just kidding. Um, There's a lot of fantasy violence in the early 2000s. Yeah. Wow, you know what movie? Real violence in the 2020s, eh? You know what movie I watched 15 minutes of with my mom and then she shut it off? Uh, Georgia Rule with Lindsay Lohan and Jane Fonda. It's like Lindsay Lohan is like a troubled teen and she gets sent to live with her grandma, Jane Fonda. What? I just remember at one point in the first 10 minutes, Lindsay Lohan gets into like an argument. This was like around the time of her We Fully Loaded. She was like mm, a teen. I, I feel this like was I... like during her downward spiral. Oh and there's some point where she gets mad at like a 10 year old boy and she like, she like straddles him on the ground like she was gonna hit him or something. And then she just goes, oh my God, are you hard? And then gets off. And then my mom said, we're not watching this anymore and turned it off. <laughs> Wait, I just want everyone's. I want everyone what? to see Jake's reaction when I show you the movie poster. Okay. I thought I've seen every Lindsay Lohan movie. Yeah, I thought you did too. And I've never seen this. Felicity Huffman! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're watching this. Talking tonight. about underrated. Holy yes. shit. And convicted. Yes. We should do Felicity Huffman. On oh my God, that's what we're watching when you're recovering from your wisdom oh teeth. Goodness. Oh my God. Tell me how it what is. What about Lindsay Lohan? Well, I don't. I I've, mean, I've brought She's it not up. underrated, but. Yeah, but I don't want to do her because she was like an exploited child slash teen actor. But she's so good. She is so good, but she was on drugs. <laughs> not in parent. But trap. if we do. We <laughs> <laughs> don't know that. You've seen you've seen the reality show about her beach resort, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Part of it. I mean, it's so good. Very heavily edited. It's very heavily edited, and Lindsay Lohan is just berating the contestants, and the she's like time channeling Lisa with her weird new accent. Yeah. And how about her kidnapping? Oh my god, she kidnapped <laughs> like me. a Saudi child. Saudi child, yeah. That was fine. I have that. Like, I have that. I'll have you do Islam my way. She was trying to help them. I have a. I have that headline <laughs> printed out in my photo album. You do that. I plan to show my family, my future. And this family. is the day that Lindsay <laughs> <laughs> tried to help doctors out. Now let's watch Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, which we recently watched, and it's so good. Yeah. Oh, Megan Fox is in that movie. Oh, yeah, Megan Fox, Fox slays that whole movie. She's yeah. so. What is that line? Oh my God, look, look who's who here. To look who came to my house. 
about Stu Wolf. <laughs> Wait, who's the man in that movie? Stu Wolf is the, What's the, the celebrity. I don't know. Okay. Wow. Um, Britney Spears. At one point near the end of this movie, Jane Fonda is about to get into a car with Wanda Sykes and she says, let's go someplace near the ocean and drink lunch. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> That was a great Wanda Sykes is really good. Line. Wasn't so, she in that other movie recently that we watched? No? Oh, yes. She was in something that we watched. Oh, yes. And the, she worked in a store and she was, she had a, a wife. Oh, 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 fuck. Fuck. The, the, and she died. The one with Alice and Janney. Yes. Um, <gasps> oh, oh, oh. Breaking oh. news County. in Yuba County. So good. Now you guys and should who watch was that, that for. It was great. That Juliet. was for Juliette Lewis. Oh. It has like a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's actually excellent. But it's actually very good. It's camp, Another it's Alice and Janney, Juliette Lewis. Mm-hmm. Well, it's isn't it fucking that Tate same. Taylor? No, oh. it's not. Is it? It is. It's, it's, yes. it's the same director. Yeah. Also, something that entertained me about this movie is that the final straw for J-Lo is that Jane Fonda puts on a white dress to mm. wear to her wedding. Well, mm-hmm. it's this things, is simply things you don't do. too disrespectful, yeah. which made me laugh because my when my parents got married, my mom's sister wore a white dress Ooh, to her that's wedding. That's so shady. Why'd you and do that? Because my aunt uh, had an engagement that got cut off mm. and couldn't wear her wedding So your dress. mom let her? And I have pictures. Did you ask your mom about it? Just, do you know how she feels about it? Um, I mean, yeah, I think that my mom, I think that my mom was mad at the time, but it's been so many years now. But um, I have pictures. If anybody wants. Whoa! To see. And that's your dad in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's just fully. That's on par with the crushed up almonds wedding. You know, but she didn't yeah. have the and veil. Then, there's a there's a picture of the entire wedding party. I don't know why the entire wedding party is all in black, but and there she is in the white. It's just a bunch of black dresses, and That's then not good. would you do aunt, that for your sisters? Um, would I wear a white dress to their wedding? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think I would. It could be your thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Now I'm just looking at what my uncles looked like when they were young. Yeah, weddings are weird. Let's everyone talk about their mothers-in-law. We're all married. Yeah. I mean, I would wear a, I would wear a white dress to my dad and my stepmom's wedding if, if <laughs> I could go back. That was she, sick. I mean, yeah, this character's not that far. Off. She is so, she slayed though. Oh, at Morgan's your stepmom wedding. at your stepsister's did. wedding. Oh my god. Oh, she looks so good. I hope they don't listen to this. You think they'll listen to this? I don't think so. She served cunt. <laughs> wow. What you said it. Um I <laughs> don't know if I said that. Do you well, get I along? Do you and Lily get along with each other's parents, Keegan? Well, you're about Lily's about to meet your mom. Yeah. Right. Ooh. Yeah. And Lily's person? never met my mom in person. Just a couple of FaceTimes. Yeah. I've met her mom. Well, everyone gets along with Marianne. Oh, love Marianne. She is a treasure. She's a treasure. Lily's mom is like a, a, a sunlight witch. She's a soothsayer. She's the most amazing person. I love her. Yeah. I love that. She's she's great. We're we're good buds, I would say. Yeah. No, she's she's full of light. 
Yeah. And you guys you guys get along with each other's no. yeah. parents. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I kept telling Jake throughout the movie, I was like, okay, wait. Imagine if this happened and my mom did it. When like you, when, you, He was like, would you sleep in the bed with my mom? <laughs> if she asked you, if you were taking care I of her. I said, I don't know. I said I would if Pam asked me to sleep in the bed with her because and she was she feeling scared. And then she just fucking knocks you in the face. I don't think she would do that. But you I never know. She was asleep. What else? All the pranks. We were All supposed the pranks. to analyze. Yes. All the pranks. <laughs> I don't think she would try to poison you. What would you do if Lily's mom pulled that on you? Punch, asked you to sleep in her bed and if then punched you, you in the if face. If you had to go take care of her while Lily was like yeah. away. And she was like, I'm so scared. That a, can you can you sleep in this bed tonight? I, yeah, I'd say yes. See? And then, and then she punches you. What would you do? I... Punch her back. What if she tried to kill you? What if she tried to poison you with nuts? Are you allergic to anything? No, no allergies. Me neither. Me neither. That's the thing. I will not admit my allergies. Four of us have no allergies. Oh no, you're allergic. On public, on a public streaming service. Bees. Wow. My my mom like lets a bee. My mom lets a bee in your food (laughs) (laughs) to prevent our nuptials. She wouldn't prevent them. She wants it to happen so bad. I know. Um, also, fun fact, I just found, I was trying to read about the slaps. And the cake scene apparently also is actually. J-Lo? J-Lo and her oh. slamming her head into the cake. Really? Very I, that's, Ari Aster. That's very <laughs> Nat Wolf of her. Yeah. Alex Wolf? Alex Wolf. Alex Nat. Jane Fonda says, I love physical comedy. I really do. (laughs) (laughs) I really thought that was a stunt double. Yeah. When J-Lo's like. (gasps) I think it's very honorable to do a stunt to yourself when your face is explicitly not shown. Exactly. covered in I think it's honorable. Like she did not have to do that. It's Alex Wolf in Hereditary. Well, he's annoying too. Um. Wait, what? Well, Alex Wolf oh. does all the horror movies, right? And he did Hereditary, and he did My Friend the Dahmer. John Green movies. Yeah, that's right. The wow. two genders, John Green mm-hmm. and Hereditary, and Ari Aster. <laughs> um, I think we just have to talk about Elaine motherfucking Stretch. So good! Oh my god, when she, you got an exotic Latina. Oh my! god. And how about she? How she always wears like men's clothes, even in all of her roles. Uh huh. Rest in peace. I love her. I miss her. Do you ever watch 30 Rock? Um, I watched was the on first it. couple seasons. She's of- on, she's Jack Donaghy's mom, Alec Baldwin's mom. I don't remember. What? Oh, she's so mean to him. <laughs> How do you not remember? She's the best character. She's so mean. Okay. Well, I mean, I thought she was. When Elizabeth Banks, who you hate, uh, yes. is Jack's wife and she's pregnant and she comes in on Christmas and she goes, I see you brought the bag that my <laughs> bastard grandchild will be coming in. <laughs> And that episode has been taken down from streaming services what? because of blackface. What? I know. Fuck that. <laughs> I should have bought it on iTunes. In my opinion, in my opinion, removing blackface episodes is like taking slavery out of the textbooks. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, that's just something I came up with. <laughs> in my opinion, critical race theory does not exist because... Wait, no, it doesn't actually. It does exist because Elaine Stritch played the racist. 
Yeah, no, I mean, Elaine Stritch invented critical race theory she at did. Brown University in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Brown University? Yeah. Sam, you can't say that. <laughs> at Asian American Pacific Islander University. Canceled. That was yeah. funny, right? <laughs> I just choked. Okay. Anyway. Latina. Wait. You, though... Oh I'm, obs- I, I'm obsessed with Elaine Stritch saying exotic Latina. I was going to say, though, Sam, like you and I. So when Adam Scott and J-Lo were laying on the bed together, I said, oh, my God, it's you and me because you're Puerto yeah. Rican and I'm Adam Scott. Yes. Wow. Oh. Oh. Halloween You costume? know what? Now, yeah, I'm going to do. Um, uh, I'm going to dye my skin. For it to but be you're J-Lo. allowed to. I am. It's an, it's, it's an expression of what's inside mm-hmm. me. I have uh Jenny from I the block. have rice and beans running <laughs> through my veins. Sam did you did cook me rice and beans during freshman year. Yes. And they were great. They were. I can't make it anymore for some reason. Whenever I make rice and beans, the rice comes out so dry. And I don't know what I'm doing. Al dente. I was able to make it perfectly when I was 18. Now I'm 27. I can't do it to save my life. Um, How do you like them apples? Do we have any other observations (laughs) before we move on to awards? Do we want to do a sociological analysis of women in film? I do have to say that uh, connection, another connection to a pod, our our podcast, um, the husband in this movie, I forget his name. He played Tony Collette's husband in The Pallbearer. What? Your favorite horrible 90s movie. Oh my God. Yeah. It was, he played the friend. I didn't even recognize him. I know. I knew I'd seen him before, but to me, he kind of looks like, he kind of looks like, um, Ted from Schitt's Creek. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. mixed with like he was so boring. Alexander Skarsgård. Also, I I also speaking of him, I find it interesting that with like such a star-studded cast, that the <clears throat> the leading man was not like super known and still isn't. True. <laughs> like you would think it would be like somebody from like the early two thousands, like a. I know I went to his Wikipedia and I'm like, oh, like the guy from Grey's Anatomy, mm-hmm. yeah, or like, like yeah, or like, I don't know. Oh, this came out the same. Well, years. Mark Ruffalo was asked to play <gasps> this role and declined. Wow, which I can't declined? imagine why. I guess he had to, to do- be in Jay- Jane Fonda's comeback role. We, I guess he had to do just like heaven or 13 going on 30 or something. I kind of think it was by design that they had like a lower key leading man, man because yeah, the story, he's not in it that much. That's true. Yeah, the story is about yeah. J-Lo and, and Jane. That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's and, that's and Gertrude to an extent. That's called feminism. That's called feminism. Yeah. That's Sorry. Yes. I took the word out of your yeah, mouth. You I, I <laughs> feel like at the beginning, like J-Lo and then Jane Fonda are, are, uh, build or or credited and then the title and then Michael Vartan or whatever his name yeah. is. <laughs> Which I thought was... Michael Vartan, yeah, that's it. But he does have a special on the DVD called what? something Vartan. 
On the DVD. Yeah, on the Wikipedia page. Do you remember, guys? Do you guys remember DVD special features? Mm-hmm. I miss them. I miss so commentaries. Good. Commentary. Just like, hey, we're on set. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. from the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, the two disc DVDs, two disc Whoa. DVD released on August 30th, 2005 with these features audio commentary, seven. Seven, count them, deleted scenes. Jesus. A blooper reel and four featurettes. Welcome back, Jane. A Jennifer of all trades. Vartan the man. And trendsetters, two parts. Wow. All right. Here on the Tony Awards, (laughs) we give three awards to everything. The first of which is best prop. So, Keegan, what was your best prop? Oh, let me... Brandon, what was your best prop? Well, initially I was going to say Adam Scott. Mm -hmm. Um, But then everyone loved his performance. And I suppose I did too. You guys changed my mind. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You're like, that uh, meme changed my mind. Adam Scott was bad. (laughs) No, no. I just thought it was was like he, even though he did so well with the role, her like GBF had no... No reason. No intern. No like, like there was nothing there. He didn't do anything. He didn't change the plot. He didn't representation. Yeah. Um. So then, I would say his sugar daddy T-shirt. What was it? Your next sugar daddy. Yeah. I thought that was interesting because I definitely (laughs) think it should have said baby. Yes. Sugar baby. Nowadays it would say that he's not a sugar daddy. Right? Yes. No, no, I don't know. He could be nowadays he could be. A sugar daddy? Mm-hmm. He's like fifty-eight. No. It's not about age. Oh, true. Always about age. Um, it's about money. Jake, what it's was about your money. best prop? Um, my best prop was the opera glasses that Jane Lynch, Jane Lynch, Jane Fonda uses <laughs> to uh look at J Lo through the through the window when she first sees her. That was really Oh, mm, and she nice she goes. Trait. Oh, playing dress up, are we? Mm-hmm. And Jan- <laughs> Jennifer Lopez is just in like a normal dress. Right. But she's so hot. <laughs> she's very hot. Uh, my best prop, um, when Jane Fonda is interviewing the Britney Spears analog mm-hmm. and she asks her if she reads the newspaper and Wanda Sykes <laughs> is watching, she goes, newspaper? Viola, that girl has stars on her nipples. <laughs> my best prop is the stars on her nipples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. What was your um, best prop? Okay, I have my best prop now. Um, the gravy boat slash murder mm. weapon. Oh, uh, yes. Um, yes. Jane hid the the crushed up almond murder weapon. Well, I mean. There's, Law was, jargon. There you go. Well, also, <laughs> I, I felt like this was sort of a, this, it reminded me a lot of Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm. Um, with the attempted, well, just the attempted food poisoning. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Mm. And in both, it's like, whoa, like. Went way too far here. Yes. Sometimes you do. Uh, The next award (laughs) is best J-Lo moment. So Jake, what was yours? I hate to do another one that's not actually in the movie, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, it would be the Golden Raspberry Razzie Award. She lost. Mm -hmm. To Jenny McCarthy. To Jenny McCarthy. For this movie? For this movie. Yeah. For a movie I've never heard of called Dirty Love. Uh-huh. She got a Razzie Award for she, this? She got a nomination. And so Honestly, was, the Razzies have kind of been flopping lately. Well, this was 2005. Yeah. <laughs> but Jessica Alba was nominated as well for Fantastic Four. And Hilary Duff for Cheaper by the Dozen, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
and Tara Reed, isn't that Joe Barden's accuser? What? What? Never mind. Oh no, that's uh, a different Tara oh. Reed. <laughs> in alone Did in you the just dark. say Joe Barden? Joe Biden. Barden. Just call it out. Joe it's Barden. Joe Biden, call our, it out. our current president. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag vote. Is it? Uh, oh. oh, whose turn? <laughs> Brandon, yeah. what was your best uh, J-Lo moment? Um, well, now is the time. Oh. to uh, My best J-Lo moment was <laughs> when they're visiting Viola, a.k.a. Jane Fonda, at her hospital, which I don't know how they got a hospital room with a fake psychiatrist, <laughs> but they somehow did. And then he's like, let me, he's like, please just come see her. Please come see her. Her husband says this. And then she is throwing a fit and makes this noise. This. And Jake and I, we rewound that a few times because that was just wild. Like it literally sounds like a baby. That could be used like as a like like a Wilhelm scream, but but for a baby (gasps) crying. So yeah, that was my favorite. Yes. Great moment. Great acting moment so far. (laughs) Such a good acting moment. (laughs) What was your favorite J Lo moment? My my best J Lo moment, um, it had to be the slap fight because Mm -hmm. it was it was so intense, um, so much energy. And learning that they were really slapping each other, that that blows my mind. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, I would say honorable mention though is when J Lo like reveals um, that she something about Ivy, where um, the restaurant where Dr. Paul Chamberlain actually was a waiter at, and then Jane Fonda kind of realizes that she she's oh, onto yeah. her. Yeah, um, that she's onto her. Yeah, I thought that was a great moment. Great J Lo moment. Yeah, my best J Lo moment was at the fancy party where she's trying to humiliate her. Um, she introduces. Jane Fonda introduces J-Lo to like the guy who invented the Euro or something. <laughs> J-Lo just goes, I worked in a bank once. <laughs> yes. I thought that was phenomenal. All these odd jobs. Phenomenal. I'm like relatable. Mm-hmm. Relatable queen. Yeah. Uh, and the next award is a custom award that can go to anyone or anything. My award is the best song award. And it goes to take a look inside my makeup bag. As sung by the Britney Spears analog. <laughs> yeah. Her name's like nice. Tanya something. It's like Tanya Murphy. <laughs> Britney Spears. Yeah. What was your custom award? Mine was best um best alcoholic beverage in a fix. In a pinch mm-hmm. award too when Jane was like so stressed out. About JLo, for some reason, I forget that she went to the bathroom and chugged a whole bottle of mouthwash after going 12%. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Mine was my award is the least likable blonde villain, which was Fiona. Mm -hmm. Because, like, usually that role in these kind of movies, you kind of like, oh my God, uh, Natasha Richardson in. Oh, made him in half. Yeah, she's so good at that. It's yeah. the same oh, role. Yeah. You kind of find her like a little endearing, kind of like you and of course the gals and the gays root for her. But like Fiona in this was just boring. She was yeah. just pure evil. Like 
looks were bad. Messy. Yeah. Although I do know a lot of girls who wore that pink dress with the like black lace. It was like a C minus. C minus. Yeah. Blonde villain for me. <laughs> Not D plus. Maybe. <laughs> um, my custom award was um, outstanding achievement by a member of Lena Dunham's immediate family. <laughs> um, and which goes to obviously Stephen Dunham as uh, Dr. Paul Chamberlain. Um, I, I really thought he was great. And lo- last time I was on the podcast, we spent pretty much 75% of it talking about Lena Dunham. Oh, that's right. Um, oh, camping. Yeah. So I wanted to, you know, kind of keep on the theme. Yeah. Bring her back. So on trend. Yeah. Good job, Stephen Denham. Yes. Uh, Jake, if I have this correct, your favorite JLo movie that we've covered so far has been The Cell. Oh. Or really? Made in Manhattan. I, I don't remember. Mm, it was The Cell. Okay. But what did we do last week? Last oh, week was what to expect yet. when you're expecting. No, but that's coming out Oh, yeah. Out it also later. hasn't come out yet. <laughs> um, but, okay. Is Monster in Law better than The Cell? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I like Monster in Law. I think Jane Fonda really brings a lot to it. I think JLo's performance was probably better in The Cell. But I don't know. You hated The Cell. I despised The Cell. You know it's bad when the entire marketing campaign hinges on one scene where she's randomly dressed like Slave Leia. That has uh-huh. nothing to do with the plot. Yeah. But yeah. It's okay. That was a good movie, though. Did it you was- see it? No, this. Oh, this. No, this is a fun day at the movies when- with your mom and your gay son. Yeah. And when the credits started rolling, I said, that's camp. You immediately ran and goes, camp. It is. And it's it's so much more fun to watch like now with like yeah. a fellow queer. Oh, who? Oh, you. Oh. Mm. Um, all right. Anybody have anything to plug? No. Absolutely not. I I just have a quick question. Does anyone view Monster in Law as part of a trilogy with Wedding Planner and Made in Manhattan? Kinda, yeah. Uh, now I do. Okay. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely in interesting. That. Although I'm getting my wisdom teeth taken out tomorrow, so you gotta plug something. This in might there. be the last time I ever am able to speak <laughs> on a streaming service. <laughs> on streaming service, true. true. This so, may be Brandon Sargent's last appearance on Spotify. It is. It might be. <gasps> no. So enjoy. Well, you have to be on for the Lindsay series, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we did Juliet Lewis, I'll do more. We might code. as well do Lindsay Lohan. T. All right. Um, All right. That's Hail it Payman. for the pod. Hail Payman. Bye. 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 Bye.